Welcome back. Episode four, conclusion of the meeting. Stan's face was beet red. As I saw that, I looked at the new city manager and he was looking at Stan and then at me. I looked at him right in the eyes and I said, and this is the honest to God, 100% truth. I was getting choked up. I even pointed out in the pictures the day of her funeral, the beep headstone in the picture. There's no beep headstone, but is now. The other tree was cracked in half and removed. I believe it was the year 2010, 2011. That would have made Madison seven years old because she says she only remembers one tree. As I finished talking, I looked over to the new city manager and him at me. I knew he knew, or the body language I got from him, he knew. The conversation bit went back to why we were there. We all agreed to wait on the funeral home to get the paperwork in order and get her dug up. Stan said, Mark went out there with a, some kind of rod to see if there's a casket under your baby's headstone. He said, I wasn't there, but Mark went out. I said, I don't know, but the area there was an open area. So it's not her. I then gathered my pictures that were still laying in the middle of the table and I handed a timeline to the new city manager and a copy of it to Matt, and I kept mine. Matt then asked, so if we are done, we will wait to hear from the funeral home. They all agreed. And Matt asked, is there anything else? The city attorney said, can I get my form back? Matt chuckled and said, yes, handing it to him. I put my papers back in my bag and stood to leave. The new city manager bypassed Matt to come over to to shake my hand and told me, it's really nice to meet you. I told him it was really nice to meet him too. As the new city manager took a step back, he looked at me and I looked at him in his eyes as to say, please help me. The new city manager took a step forward toward me and I couldn't hear what he said, but I got the feeling it was a sense of reassurance. I was so upset. I put my head down and was crying. I'm still crying as I walk out in the lobby waiting on Matt. There were people out there and yeah, I got a few looks, but I didn't care. I need to stress what these people are doing to me. Thank you, Mr. New City Manager. Matt finished talking and we walked down the stairs together. I'm still crying and very upset. I'm thinking, and it was a thinking out loud, but I blurted out to Matt, I am going to sue the shit right out of these people. Matt looked over at me and I said, I'm so mad right now. He replied, one step at a time. I said, I know, 
We walked out the front entrance and he asked, would you like to sit on the bench and talk? I said yes, because really I'm not in a position to be driving at the moment. We sat on the bench and talked about what had happened up there. I told Matt what the new city manager said, or what I thought he said, but I do know it was a reassurance. Matt asked, did he say he would help you? I said, yes, I'm almost positive that that's the reassurance he was giving. As we sat talking, I let Matt know just how emotional this has been on me. I said, but who else would do it? My daughter just isn't strong enough to go through this. I then apologized for breaking down. Matt said, Emily, you did good. I don't know how you contain yourself like you do. I would be giving them hell. I said, well, I don't want to go to jail. I want this resolved. I'm not a cold-hearted person, never have been. We sat there talking about what was next. Stan walked out with his head hung down. He glanced up and nodded his head at us. I barely raised my hand to wave back. I have no respect for that man, and I'm sorry. Matt nodded his head at him as we watched him walk over to someone that pulled in in a white pickup truck. We sat talking and I did mention to Matt what the funeral director told my daughter. He told her when she was talking to him about him not filing a death certificate, beep, told Nicole, with no disrespect, the baby wasn't anything. I thought you, beep, I told Matt, I shouldn't have to be going through this. And they have done this to me. I shouldn't have to be crying like this. Matt said, well, right now we have permission to have her dug up. We will have to find her now. Let's find her and then we will sue them. I said, I know. Matt and I finished talking and as we stood to leave, he hugged me and I gave him a hug back. He said, stand strong. We will get this done. I thanked him and walked toward my car. My friend was sitting in his truck and I asked him, what are you doing? He said, I'm waiting on you to make sure you were all right. I said, I'm glad you're here. He said, yeah, I went down the road and then I came back. I said, well, I, I'm glad you were here to keep an eye on things. He said, do you have trust issues with these people? I said, yes, yes I do. Because of the incident with the dirt pile at Halloween, the tree incident, I went on telling him what was said in the meeting. I also told him that Stan tried to say that day at the cemetery when he asked you if the headstones were moved. Stan said you didn't say anything to him I defended you by saying, yes, he did. He told you that not just one or two has been moved. There's a lot of them that has been moved. I said, Stan said, that man didn't say anything to me. I told my friend, I told Stan, 
While he's in the truck downstairs, I can go get him and stand motion his hand like not to worry about it. My friend said, he did ask, and I told him that there are more than one or two headstones that have been moved. A lot of them have been moved. I said, I know you did. It's just some more of their bullshit they are telling to cover their asses. He said, yes, when you tell one lie, you have to tell another to cover it up. I agreed. My friend said, I'm going to visit my sister. I said, all right, thank you for being here and tell her we said hello. He said, okay. As I got in my car to back out to leave, Matt was still sitting on the other side of my friend's truck as I started my car. I looked over at him and Matt waved by at me as I backed out. Matt then backed out. My friend went to the right and Matt and I turned to the left. Matt drove toward the highway and I drove toward the cemetery. I arrived at the cemetery to sit with Wyatt and Megan to talk to them, to cry to them. I messaged Madison and her friend Lisbeth, two girls that have gone through it with me. I messaged my niece Melissa, my niece Jennifer, my sister Susie. Then I messaged Nicole. I'm all right. I sat there calling beep at the funeral home, 9.59 a.m. I called the beep funeral home to check in with them to see where we were. Beep said she's waiting to hear from the health department, and as soon as she does, she will call me. I thanked her, and we hung up the phone. I left the cemetery and drove home. I know it's a good day, but it's so damn emotional. When I arrived home, my health nurse was calling, 10.39 a.m. We talked for about 30 minutes. Yes, I have talked about this matter with her. Yes, I have broken down to her about this matter. And no matter how much I talk about it, it doesn't seem to get any better. 11.24 a.m. I called Matt to let him know what beep said. Matt said, I will mark it on the calendar to call you in two weeks if I haven't heard from you before then. I said, all right, and thank you. Matt said, Emily, you did good. You did real good, so hang in there. We will get this done. I thanked them again, and we hung up the phone. Well, that makes me feel a little better. Thank you, Matt. It definitely was an emotional day. I feel like I am drained. No, I know I am. This morning, my sugar level was 90, and now it's 313. Man, the stress of all this is getting the best of me. May 22nd, 2019, 2.46 p.m. I called the funeral home. Beep is not in. She was at a funeral in Beep 
Service was at 2 o'clock p.m., so she should be back shortly. Her co-worker took my number and said she would call me back. No returned call. May 23, 2019, at 1.22 p.m., I called the funeral home again. A man answered the phone and said, Beep! had left to go to lunch about 30 minutes ago and she should be back shortly. He asked if there's anything he could help me with. He asked, are you trying to get a death certificate? I said, I'm trying to see if she's heard anything from the health department about retaining a death certificate because back in 99, they did not file one. He said, yeah, okay, she will give you a call back. I told him to have a nice day and hung up. 2.21 p.m. B calls me back. She apologized for not getting back to me yesterday. She said, I'm talking back and forth with B at the health department. She's waiting to hear back from her to find out what we need to do next. She said also they may need to talk to Nicole and have Nicole to get the medical records of Megan's birth. The doctor needs to sign off on it and the lady in birth and death registry, he is going to call me back as soon as she finds out anything. I said, just don't quit on me. We are ready to get this over. She said, I understand and I want this to work out for you. I said, all right. Well, if there's no way of getting a death certificate, does this mean we can't do it? There has to be a way we can do it. She said, yes. Oh, yes, you can still get it done. I said, all right. Thank you. We told each other to have a good day and hung up the phone. 2.36 p.m., I called Matt to let him know what beep said. He said, shit. This is crazy. This is crazy. I said, yes, it is. I asked him, what would it be to file a court order? He said, to file a court order isn't anything. Just file a petition, and as long as no one objects, it pushes through. I said, we may have to do that if they don't get anything done. He said, okay, we can do that. We finished talking, we told each other to have a good day, and we hung up. May 30th, 2019, 9.38 a.m., I called Matt. I told him, well, I have talked to the funeral home working on this, and she has called me back. He asked, so you don't feel like they are doing you wrong? I said, no, not as of now, they aren't. He said, okay, that's good. I guess we will have to give them a little time and see. I agree. I told him too, if I don't hear something soon, I may have to move on to another funeral home because it has been a month, June 1st, and I don't have time to waste. We have wasted too much time already. I said, B does sound young, and she did say in the beginning that she hasn't done this before. So maybe I may have to find someone else. 2.37 p.m., 
I called the funeral home. Lindsay answered the phone and said, Beep is not in. I told her why I was calling and I just needed to know what Beep had found out. She said, well, I know she's talking back and forth with someone at the health department, but I don't know where she's at with any of it. I can have her call you back. I said, yes, please have her to return my call. I thanked Lindsay and we hung up the phone. No return call. May 31st, 2019, 1018 AM. I called Matt. I said, hi, Matt, how are you? He said, hi, Emily. Well, I don't know what's going on. I said, I haven't heard much from anyone. I told him that Nicole and I are going to the health department in case they need to talk to her, have her sign papers. She's here, she can do that for them. It's like a big runaround. It's exhausting. He said, oh no. I told him, if I don't hear anything today, Monday I will do something different. I said, okay, I received an email in the first part of the week that said I need to pay you some money. He said, I don't know how to read them. I will let you talk to someone up front and she can help you. I said, okay, and thank you, Matt, and have a great day. He said, thank you, Emily, you have a great day too. He transferred me over and she told me what I needed. I asked her if I don't make it in today, can I come in on Monday? She said, yes, that would be fine. I told her, thank you and have a good day. June 3rd, 2019, I went to the law office first. Then I drove until I found a funeral home out of the area. 11.36 a.m., we found one. Madison called the funeral home. We stood in the lobby of it, but we didn't see anyone. A lady answered and said, I will be right there. She said, I didn't hear the ringer, the ringer on the door as you open it. I said, I have been standing in the lobby, but knew someone was here, but I didn't see anyone. She came right out. I first stepped up to the counter and she asked, how can I help you? I told her, I need to have my granddaughter deterred and cremated. She said, let's go in here and talk and showed us in a room behind the counter. Madison and I followed her into the room and we sat down at the table. I told her what we were trying to get done and she asked, are you mom? I said, no, I'm maternal grandmother. She asked, mom all in for this to be done? Is the father around? Did he sign any papers? I said, no, my daughter was the only one who has signed papers. She said, okay, let me get some information from you and I can call you and let you know. I said, okay, can you give me a price list of what needs to be done? She said, yes, I will get that all in order and give you a call. I said, okay, and thank you so much. As I stood up to leave, I shook her hand and then hugged her. I was so happy. We walked toward the door, still talking. The words came from nowhere. I said, I love you, came out of my mouth. She chuckled a little and said, that's okay. I apologized and said, I don't know why I said that, laughing. I felt good leaving there.
11.57 a.m., I called Matt to let him know I'm going with another funeral home. I told him what the medical examiner, beep, beep, said. He wrote down the details and told, I told him that this lady sounds and seems like she could do it. He said, all right, let me know. I said, I will. June 4th, 2019, 11 a.m. Jimmy from the funeral home called and told me about the Volt Company. We are looking at Volt Company fee is $1,275. Staking fee is $125. We are not charging for the cremation. I thanked her for that. She said because she's a baby, we don't charge for that. She also said, we don't need a permit. I said, okay. She said, do you know who buried Megan? I said, yes. Beep, beep. She said, beep, beep. Buried Megan? I said, yes. She said, I'm going to call the funeral home and I will give you a call back. I have to ask him if we can dig with big equipment or if we have to do it by hand with shovels. I said, okay. Jimmy said, as soon as I find out anymore, I will give you a call. I thanked her for, I thanked her as we were telling each other to have a good day. We hung up. June 5th, 2019, 9.27 a.m. Beep at the first funeral home called four days later. We were having a bad connection and I couldn't talk. I told her I would call her back. In my mind, I'm thinking, should I wait four days? 9.45 a.m. Beep from the health department called. She asked to talk to me. I was a little confused by who she was but soon she cleared it up. She said, did you guys get a death or birth certificate? I said, no, because all this time we have been running around trying to find the documents and it's not up to, up to us to find them from what the medical examiner said. I went on to say, my daughter called the medical board after we visited the health department this past Thursday. The health department told her to call the medical board. My daughter did. The medical board said to call the medical examiner. My daughter did. The lady at the medical board said there were two hospitals in B still, one on the south side, one on the north side. But after all this time, they don't keep papers that long. They only keep them for seven to 10 years. She said, call the medical examiner. My daughter did. Nicole called the medical, medical examiner and they told her that it's not up to you to find the documents, that the funeral home contacts the, the health department and the health department then contacts the medical examiner. And it's up to the medical examiner to find the paperwork and it's up to him or her to sign off on it. Beep said, that's totally incorrect but we can't do it without a death certificate or a birth certificate. I said, well, when I talked to 
beep at the health department, she said we still could. I said, they even have the copies of the papers from the funeral director. I told beep that the medical examiner said this should not have taken a month. Megan should have already been dug up. I then asked her, so even if it was law to not file a death or birth certificate back then, because my daughter wasn't far enough along, we still won't be able to get this done? Beep said no. I said that's not what Beep said the other day. She said we still could. Beep said I will talk to my supervisor and I will call you back this evening and I will let you know what I find out. I start to choke up and I said to her, yes, please call me back and let me know. She said, I will. No call in the evening. June 6, 2019. I called Jimmy at the funeral home. She's waiting on paperwork and I will she said, I will give you a call as soon as I receive it. I thanked her and I asked her, the amount you gave me, was that all it's going to be so I know I bring enough? She said, yes, that should be all. I thanked her again and told her to have a good day. She said, same to you. June 7, 2019, 12.57 p.m. Be from the first funeral home called and she left a message. June 11, 2019, 3.20 p.m. The funeral home called. I returned B's call at 5.08 p.m. She had already left for the day. The lady asked me if I needed her to call me back as in an, in an emergency and I replied no. I will call her tomorrow. The lady said, all right, I will let her know you tried to call. I thanked her and we hung up. June 13, 2019. As I sit here and think, I wrote about my baby's story. It's so heartbreaking to think people just don't care. I just don't understand it. And to this day, beep from the health department still has not called me back. I don't know how I've gotten this far, but I do know that Megan has been guiding me. She's showing me what to do and how to do it. God and Megan, thank you. In the end of all this, I would like to see the proof of their one, work orders to go to the cemetery to check out the headstones back in 2015. Two, work order to cut the tree down in 2016. Three, work order for the surveyor, they said, that surveyed the area in 2019. June 17, 2019. 9.36 a.m. I called the health department this morning and only because two weeks ago when Beep had called me from there on June 5th, 
She had said she would call me back by the evening hours, and well, no return call. A woman that answered sounded like an answering person. She asked why I was calling, and she asked if it was for a death certificate. I replied, well, for both, a birth or a death. She said, well, we do death certificates here. I said, okay, a death certificate then. She transferred me. Richard answered the phone. I asked, is beep in? He said, yes, hang on. He put me on hold. He transferred me to beep. She said, hello? I said, hello, this is Emily. I'm calling because you called me on June 5th and were to call me back that evening and you didn't call, so I'm calling to see what you have found out about Megan being dug up, even if we don't have a death or a birth certificate? B replied, you are going to have to get a court order. I said, oh, okay. I believe I already knew that and we are in the process of doing so. She said, yes, you will need a court order. I said, okay, thank you and have a good day. She said, you do the same. We hung up the phone. I called Jimmy at the second funeral home to see if she knew anything different. 10.26 a.m., I called the funeral home. Jimmy answered. I said, hi, Jimmy, this is Emily. I am calling to see if you had found out anything. She said, I don't know. I have been out for a few days, but I will go check for you. She then asked me for my phone number. I gave it to her. Before she could finish, I said, the reason why I'm calling is because I talked to the health department. They're saying, because I don't have a death or a birth certificate, I will have to get it court ordered. She said, that may be what the holdup is and you might have to consider doing a court order. I said, okay, now once I get a court order, will you still work with me about getting her dug up? Jimmy replied, I don't know how all that works. I'm not a funeral director, so I don't even know how they go about doing that. I said, okay, thank you for your time and you have a great day. She said, you too, Emily, and we hung up the phone. I called Matt, 10.30 a.m. I called Matt, he's on the other line with a client. His receptionist said he will return my call. I get so damn emotional when I'm dealing with this and it seems as though I'm not getting anywhere. I'm keeping the faith. I'm trying to stay strong. Now I'm praying Matt calls me back soon. Madison and I went to the cemetery as we do every day now. Everything seems all right out here. Water's still laying all over the ground, especially where Megan's headstone should be. I took pictures. I just hope one day the people of beep will get the drain system fixed so that people that have loved ones out here could sit and visit or hell stand and visit, but can't. As I drove by Megan, it is flooded. I drove down a little way to see Wyatt. He is all right. 
As I pulled back around to go by Megan's again, I called Matt. In my mind, I'm thinking maybe it slipped his mind that I called earlier. 3.53 p.m., I called Matt again. He's out of the office in court. His receptionist asked, is there a brief message you want to leave for him? I said, yes, let him know I have talked to the health department and the funeral home. And they are both telling me now that we need a court order because not having a birth or death certificate. She said, all right, I will let him know and he will call you back when he comes in. I said, all right, thank you and have a good day. 4.14 p.m., Matt called back. I told him the same thing I told his receptionist. He said, all right, we will file a court order then. He said, what that is, is we're not suing for money. We are suing for our property back. I said, right. He said, it's not a JBC case. It's a CB case, lawyer terms. What I do is write out what's been going on. And as long as no one objects, the city, the health department, then the judge will sign off on it. And then we'll be able to dig her up. I said, okay. The city has already given us permission. I don't know why the health department won't. It's nothing to them. Matt said, right, and they should. He said, I will get it written up. Your daughter may have to sign, and you too, and get it notarized and present it to them. I said, okay, there's no problem there. Matt said, all right, I will work on it at lunch hour. I will work on it in my free time. I am busy this week more than for one man, but I will get it done. I have been really busy. I went to beep and beep today. I said, all right, Matt. He said, hang in there, Emily. I said, I'm, I'm trying. I said, I am trying. He said, all right, you have a good evening and thank you. I said, thank you, and you have a good evening, too. Wow, a stressful day. I checked my sugar, and it's 282. When this morning before all of this, it was 97. Man, oh, man. When is it all going to be over? Me crying to myself and no one knowing. God, please help me. Give me the strength. Help me to keep the faith. See me through this. I'm giving it to you. I need you to carry it for me. I'm having a hard time, and at times in days like this, it really puts a beating on my body. Thank you. Amen. June 20th, 2019. Well, I can tell the balls in my attorney's court, and only because my stress level and, and anxiety isn't running so hot, I have been able to get other things done and being able to concentrate on other things too. Or is it God? He knew the load is getting too heavy. Man, I need a break from it all. June 22nd, 2019. This morning when I started my day, my feet touched the floor. I got a premonition of Megan and Wyatt saying, come see us, Nana. 
in my mind, I told them, I'm coming today. I have been out there every day this week except yesterday. So my thinking is, why am I getting this feeling? Madison and I have a birthday party to go to at 2 this afternoon until 5. So on our way, we will go to the cemetery. We did. I pulled up to Megan's area first. I put a sucker on her headstone and I talked to her for a little bit. I asked Megan, my angel, to watch over all of us. I told her, Nana and Sissy will be out tomorrow to put new flowers and clean up around your headstone. I asked her, watch over and guide Matt, the attorney, to get the paperwork done to get this court order to be able to find her. As I said that, I looked over at her tree where her headstone should be. I told her, I love you, my angel getting choked up. I turned and walked away, and as I'm telling her to give baby brother a kiss and a hug and tell him we love him, I returned to the car where Madison was waiting on me. I told Madison what I asked Megan as we drove toward Wyatt's area about guiding Matt to get the paperwork done to get her dug up. As I'm telling that to Madison, I looked up and I saw a bunny running from left to right in front of my car. I pointed it out and got a little excited and said, that's Megan, that's Megan. I said, she's given me a sign that everything is going to be all right. Or at least that's what I took it as. After all, Megan's birthday fell on Easter in 1999. Four four nine nine. I pulled up to give Wyatt his sucker and talked to him for a bit. And of course, I told him to give Megan hugs and kisses and tell her we love her. I walked up to his headstone and there were some odd flowers stuck in the ground in front of his headstone. Not sure who they are from, but nothing else was anywhere around. As I'm talking to Wyatt about watching over us and telling him I love him, a gust of wind blew and when I went to step back, a little blue flower was laying on the ground at my feet. Blue is my favorite color. I had to wonder, and even when I saw the bunny, was this another sign of my little man letting me know everything is going to be all right? Was this why my angels needed me to come out here today? I adore you, my angels, every day. June 23rd, 2019. And as usual, we will not be able to put flowers on my angels' headstones because, well, it rained overnight and into this morning, so we will have to wait three or four days for it to dry up to be able to get to the headstones. It's so sad. But I will drive through as I always do. June 28, 2019. The end of two weeks today. I feel confident Matt will find the words to explain to the courts what the city has done to my family and I. I feel a little less stressed knowing the ball is in Matt's court, not in the city or the health department's court. But being at the end of the two weeks, I feel my stress level was high today for some reason. I'm going to stay optimistic. I'm going to stay positive so that we can get this done. 
I'm going to stand strong for Megan and Wyatt. I'm going to keep the faith for God to see me through this. June 30th, 2019. I visit Megan and Wyatt this evening between 5.30 and 6.30. Madison and I went to clean up and put a red, white, and blue flowers and an American flag with a patriotic pinwheel on each of their headstones. As I stood there with Wyatt, I noticed a truck driving by and parked on the street past Wyatt. I didn't notice him getting out of his truck, so I can't say if he did or he didn't. But as I returned to my car and I pulled off, I noticed he was pulling up behind me. I turned on the first street going toward Megan and he kept on forward, leaving the cemetery. In my mind, I thought it was kinda odd. All the way home, I told Madison that from now on when I go to the cemetery, we will not be going by ourselves. I said, I just hope they don't play out to be stupid. I didn't do anything wrong. I don't do anything to bother anyone. I'm not a mean hearted person. Actually, I spend my days as I do on most days. I have written a book and I am working on my second one as I find time to do so. And with all the turmoil I'm involved in at the time being, I don't have the time now to finish my second book. But I do know I want this resolved. I want an apology, or I'm not sure what I want when it comes to this. I want Megan and Wyatt out of that cemetery. As I drove home, I had a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach. And I thought, I need to add this to my timeline just in case. I have nothing to hide and someone that can say that hides nothing. It has been written in, in case something happens to me or trouble starts where there's no trouble to be found. July 1st, 2019. Why am I feeling this way? I feel as though I need to cry. I need to scream. I feel I need to do something more. I've been thinking maybe it's time for the media, the public to know what this city is doing. Maybe just maybe the thought of this made me nervous since I am a little camera shy. July 3rd, 2019. Today has been two and a half years Excuse me. Today has been two and a half weeks. I haven't heard anything from Matt, and I know he did say it would take him a little time, and I do know that. But to me, an hour is too long. It's been four years and two months. I drive to the cemetery every day. I have only missed one day since I met with the city on May 13th and that day was June 28th. I found myself needing to know if they were up to any tricks in trying to pull something over. And why did I feel like this? It's because of all the disrespect over the years from them. I'm still trying to get over that they lied about cutting down a tree and piled the dirt up to make it look like as they did. And they didn't. Happy Independence Day. Yet again, another holiday 
We stood where we knew her body was and walked over to her headstone to put her flowers in her vase and on her headstone. Is this crazy to anyone but me? It upsets me so bad I cry. I cry all the time I think about it. I talk about it. I cry. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of feeling this way. But as I feel this way, I know these people are wanting me to feel this way. They want me to get tired. They want me to go away. And as I think that, I think I'm not giving up. July 5th, 2019. Today's the end of three weeks. I pray every day Matt finds the words to write to get our court order. I pray to Megan and Wyatt as I visit the cemetery today and every day. I go to check on things. Things are the same. Things are just the same. But as I'm thinking, driving out, how come they haven't fixed the drain system out here? As they told the public they were going to in the spring of this year, 2019, I just can't believe people can be so disrespectful. They have put me through hell, and yes, I know to some it doesn't matter, but to me it does matter. It matters to do the right thing. Thank you for listening. I look forward to episode five. Thank you.